it was a pleasure to talk with Jeremy Stiegel um, first because the topic itself is very sensitive uh, to you know a lot of people uh, who deal with divorce. And um, I think that you know the way that Jeremy said, you know, I, I have this topic that I've I have become an expert in. Um, I want to reach more people. And and especially because uh, one, I love I love Jeremy's approach, just like his personality, the vibe is uh, very positive, very optimistic, but also the way that he has split his books, which you are going to find out. I mean, he has a, you know, kind of like the more traditional um, self-help book, but then he has a different book as well. And this book is more of fiction, but also helps. And this is the second time on the show during November that I have found an author who has decided to interweave um, help with fiction and i'm excited for you to hear more about this so let's dive in welcome to the how to write a book podcast the show that helps you plan write and publish your book even if you're a beginner or just feel like one now for your host she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life here she is maciel Hey there, writers. Let's take a beat to talk about a special announcement. So November is your month of transformation. Get a one hour coaching session with me by choosing one of these three options or all three. Option one, join our Patreon for $1, which will support the show. Option two, book a $1 coaching session on coach.me. Option three, leave an Apple podcast review. Send a screenshot to my email and get a coaching spot. You can do all three and get three hours of coaching with me. Find all the links in the show notes. Act fast. This offer is only valid for November to celebrate National Novel Writing Month. Thanks. Welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you so much, Jeremy Stiegel, for joining us today. How are you doing today? I'm very well. How are you, Messiel? I'm good. Yes, thank you. We just found out that we are in the same time zone. So, you know, kind of like the crack of dawn-ish. We're, we're around there. Yeah, it's all good. I'm happy to be here with you. Likewise, likewise. So for everyone in the audience, Jeremy Stiegel is the author of Where the Change Happens and After the Divorce. Now, I'm very excited to talk about these books. I think this is a discussion that's very needed, um, has impacted my family, my friends. So I'm really looking forward to, to diving into these topics and also, of course, how you wrote them. So, Jeremy, can you please tell us about your works? Yes. So, um, again, my name is Jeremy Siegel. I'm an author with Where the Change Happens Coaching and self-published a few years ago. Um, my first book, Where the Change Happens, was inspired by my own personal development journey of experiencing divorce and noticing repeating patterns in my behavior, but also in the results that I was producing. So in an effort to try something new, stretch my comfort zone, I started a blog and moved from Iowa to Florida and just started documenting exercises I was putting myself through and the results that I was starting to get as I was shifting um, my experience looking for new purpose and meaning in my life. And I started to develop a following, so I turned that book, or my, my blog, Where the Change Happens, into my first book, feeling like people could get some value or inspiration from what I tried and perhaps find an idea that they weren't present to you before that they could see how they could perhaps implement that implement that into their life routine. So where the change or um yeah, where the change happens, um after the the journey after divorce, developing 
new relationships, redefining purpose and meaning in life, and how I learned to live with passion. Um, it was just a passion project that I fell in love with the process of doing my internal work, but also sharing the results with other people and starting to have conversations around that. But through that process, I was um, starting to get some feedback about um, some readers looking for depth of the experience of, well, how did you end up making that decision? What was the experience that led you to this, this crossroads of sorts? And so I hired a writing coach to support me in writing dialogue because I had never done that before. And the first book is nonfiction of what I did and what worked that you can try. But the second book is a fiction story of a character, Joel Edmonds, and his experience going through divorce, getting promoted at work, but having tr trouble trying to find a way to get things moving forward flu fluidly, getting people to work with him, and develop his own character and leadership. But all of these things are going wrong at the same time, and everything he tries just isn't working. And so I felt as a coach that one of the good ways that you can connect with people, sometimes through imagination and modeling behavior. So this book is more of that sort of you can see and experience the challenges and struggle of divorce and how it can be, but also the value and support you can receive from working with a life coach. And you can actually apply the results and the questions and some of the frameworks in the story to your own life currently so that you can also walk away with some actionable um, new ideas and frameworks that you can move forward with. Oh, that's amazing. So so your first book is nonfiction and your second book is, is fiction. But with the guidance, essentially, the character is doing the steps that you go through and that you can face as you like evolve during this process. Correct. Absolutely. That journey of being stuck of what do I do? I'm leaving the house to I'm in the process of in, I'm in the divorce, in the messy middle to what do I want to do moving forward now that the divorce is final and I have possibility in front of me now. And that journey of moving forward to figure out direction and start to reconnect with a new purpose yeah, it's a it's a heartwarming story that uh, I've a lot of people have have been really inspired by and, and surprised that something like this is out there actually. Yeah, I've actually um, that is brilliant. That is so brilliant. Okay, so I've not heard of a book that does this with divorce. That's amazing. Um, I Thank honestly, you. I just I just interviewed someone and they'll be that that they did something with a self help memoir and it was fiction, mm -hmm. but it was very specific to their trauma. And so this is the first time that I'm hearing as a character who goes through divorce. And immediately I thought of my own parents. Like I was like, a, I was like a little bit, you couldn't tell because our video was a little bit grainy, but I was like, tears were starting to sting my eyes. Cause I was like, Oh, I wish that this had existed when my parents got divorced and I could have handed it to them and be like, you know, here. Yeah. And it's not like a, this is what you have to do. It's a story that meets you where you are. That's relatable of the struggles and the, the, the negative, the frustration, that messiness of what do I do that I've declared in front of everyone that I was going to stay better or worse and or whatever your circumstance was or, or whatnot. And all of a sudden you find yourself not who you thought that you were and not feeling like you th like what you wanted to be married for, what you, what you got into the relationship to experience and to realize, OK, I'm not where I wanted to go, but how do I correct that? I, I never ever even had a blueprint or a map to follow. What do I do? Yeah. And I, I figured because there's nothing out there, why not try to just add to the conversation to support, you know, mental health and the well-being of as many people as are looking for this sort of support. 
Yeah. Now, I, I don't typically ask authors like, oh, what do people say about your book? But I'm, I'm genuinely I want to know, like, how how has this transformed other people's lives? You said that they're, they've been touched by this. Can you can you share their experiences? Yeah. Well, which book are you uh are you Gosh. referencing? <laughs> I know, huh? Okay, well, well, let's talk about both. Give me an example of both. Sure, sure. Um, well, for example, like with where the change happens, there are you know different frameworks for like accountability, self accountability, and you know starting to develop consistency in habits. And you know s- some feedback that I've gotten is just appreciation over having that structure of I didn't think of you know reviewing something on this day and then coming back to it a week later and then consistently reviewing this and then having this honest dialogue with myself and giving yourself the space and grace to be like, it's okay. I'm imperfect, but this is how I feel and it's okay, but I can do something about this. I'm empowered to choose a new way. And it's, it's incredible that, that all of a sudden that this new momentum is, is catching on and people are, the word is spreading about where the change happens and people are fighting their way to creating these new habits consistently out of it. Um, as far as like after the divorce, you know, a lot of feedback that I've gotten is you know, a lot of questions about, wait, did this actually happen to you? Like, did you make this up? Like, where did this come from? And for people, you know, that are my proximity that have read the book, for them to hear of where that creative line is of how I, introduce coaching versus what was inspired by my story. You know, that is, you know, some of the, wait, did that really happen? You know, what, that, that really? And so it's just like realizing that this character has actually got some, some, the feet under him. Like this is character. This is real. Like I'm not just making up these willy nilly situations. They are inspired by real life moments of struggle, but also, found or met by opportunity and actually action moving forward so that people are uplifted and surprised and like, wow, I, I can't believe you went through that. And, and, and that happened as well too. Really? And it's just this light and, and uplift that people are starting to, you know, just show up with that. I'm still starting to process that and st- still getting feedback about it. But a lot of the feedback is very positive. The story is engaging. Some people have read it in a couple of days. It's, you know, uh, 360 pages, I believe, and people are just plowing through it over a weekend and plowing through it. But, you know, just really defining themselves immersed in it and interested in what happens next. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, first, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Very, very much congratulations because, one, it takes a lot to write a book. You've written two books, and they're different. They're different in, in their sense. So that's amazing. So I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to say <laughs> thank, thank you for writing this book. Thank I'm you. Being booked. You know, I feel it. I feel it in the universe. Like this is this is needed. This is definitely needed. So I, yeah, thank I'm you. Thank you definitely. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I got all got all like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so this okay. is the response that I get when I start talking about the books. So oh, so it's yeah. normal to you. <laughs> That's good. Great. Okay, so I did have um, a question about the second book. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you decide, you know, you're, you're thinking of the process, but you're like, you know what, I'm going to make it into a fiction. Was that like a, a specific turning point or did it evolve? Uh, yeah, there was a turning point. I entered a Writer's Digest competition. Oh, cool. I wanted to see what I could do and what I was made out of and self-publish a book. And so I entered that competition and their feedback was the one that said, what is that experience? How did you end up at this point? What was that dialogue? And for me submitting my work to a credible, you know, organization and seeking feedback of like 
what do you think of this? Where am I at? And then just accepting that feedback and then asking myself, well, where do I want to go with this? Okay. Do I, how, what type of story do I want to share? Am I missing like something for me? Cause I, at the end of the day, I don't want this to be about me. It's not about me. It's about that common human experience. And so that's, for me, coming from that place of purpose is what inspired me to write the fiction story so that I could expand on the story so that it wasn't about situations specifically about. I could also find a place that things were inspired by. I could let them go and I could leave them behind and let that take that off of my shoulder. So um, I asked someone that I met through um, a lot of my process for the first book was asking people at um, different um like personal development events that I went to had written books, you know, can you tell me one thing that worked for you or something that you didn't know that maybe I should look out for? And I had connected with an individual who we had kept touch and he, he referred me to his writing coach because he had just published a book. And so that whole networking thing just expanded into the opportunity of, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a writing coach. Do you know anybody? And, oh yeah, I know perfect person. And next thing you know, I told her my, my idea and, we just ran from there for about a year and a half. That's amazing. Can you share, is it okay if you share your writing coach? Cause I always love to make sure that people on the show get resources if they're available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda Rooker is her name. Um, Split Seed Media is her, her, our, a company. She's from the East coast out of uh, Virginia, I believe. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would visit her website and, and I can you know, get you contact information and whatnot as well afterwards. Very cool. So you kind of touched on this a little bit that, that you are kind of experiencing some levels of emotion while you're you're going through this. Now, that's going to be my next question is that you are somebody who you went through something very difficult and then you expanded, you grew, you evolved, and now you help other people to go through that same experience. So then by the time you get to your writing your book, did you feel like there was more growth that happened that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, because really finding a place of completion around the divorce and around these areas that I felt I was insecure about or not confident around, it, it everything started solidifying. My confidence was building because I was doing something about what I was insecure, un, unsure of, and doing research. I mean, I was already curious about human nature to begin with, so I was taking initiative to read, you know, books on, you know, communication, relationships, and, you know, developing that sort, why do we do what we do, and then applying these sorts of practices to myself to process where am I coming from? I was also going through my coaching program at the same time as well. So I'm getting coached and doing all this work on myself. And then it's like, okay, I've got all these results and all of these notes. What can I do with that? And then just over time, it's like, holy crap, like I'm not carrying that weight of this experience or this argument or this realization that night where it was just me and I'm, 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 I'm so emotional. You know, I did tap back into my old divorce CD of the, the breakup music, that heart-wrenching stuff. So I got back to that place, but then I was able to release and find myself in this new place of confidence that, like, yeah, that was my story, but it's a story. And I'm here now. I have, how do I want to be? Where do, what direction do I want to go? And I feel like I've been living the dream every day since this process has begun. It's just... It's incredible, you know, really leaning in. And that's part of why I wanted to make the subtitle for After the Divorce and looking back to leaning in because I'm not looking back at like, oh, man, it's like I'm leaning into the life that I want to create. And it's incredible. 
That's awesome. That is amazing. I, I think that that really is a testament to facing your fears, facing your doubts. You know, for, for anyone in the audience who's like, you know, well, should I write this book? I, I want to, but I don't know how people are going to view me, things like that. And instead, you're coming on the other side and you you sound and you look confident, you know, and I that's lovely. <laughs> other writers also, you know, they need to experience that. Write the book. Get that confidence. Come out the other side. Yes. And be prepared because haters are going to hate. And there's always someone who's got an opinion that has nothing to do with you. I am grateful for uh, Seth Godin and his marketing work that he does because one of the things that he says is that your work is for the smallest viable audience. And if people aren't resonating with your work and they're giving you feedback, oh, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. And when I get, and I expect that something's going to happen and someone's going to say something where the work isn't for them. And so I'm just sitting here prepared, like some people it's for and some people it's not for. Mm-hmm. But I know the work that I did was a value. I know there's people experiencing the struggle. The people that will find it, that will resonate with it, it's here for them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, put by putting it out there, putting that first book out there, where the change happens has inspired me to continue writing. And I've got so many more ideas. I'm stepping through this. I'm running through this wall of, you know, of survival mechanism and self-doubt. It's like I've got something to say, and I'm expanding and developing. So continue the process because the other side of this possibility, that unknown, that is where I want to be. Yeah, right. Go into the unknown. I love that. I love how you said that. Go into the unknown. That's where you want to be. Yes. What What are you working on right now? It might be a secret, but I'm curious. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, so the next book that I, I am working on, it's around uh, leadership and motivation in the workplace. Um, I've just had many management jobs. Um, I worked retail management for 13 years and moved across the country a few times and currently have another leadership position, you know, in my um, part time jobs that I have. So, you know, just sharing my experience of how I engage with guests or with customers, but also how I interact with staff, developing relationships, resolving, you know, you know, frustrations, you know, complaints and issues that come up. And just working with defensiveness, but also helps helping to support opening up and not taking things personally, but creating the opportunity for relationship to expand and to inspire consistent action. I just I feel like I've seen certain things that we, we get to the edge, but then like survival mechanism pulls us back and we don't say like the hard thing that needs to be said or just be straight up or straight honest or so I just I, I've noticed some things. So I'm starting to compile my notes over the last over the last few years and. I'm at the very beginning process of that, but I know that this is a topic that I want to cover around motivation and leadership. So coming. That's all amazing. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I did have a question. Apologies for the ring there. Um, I did have a question about mm-hmm. um, your, your writing process. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you have um, the writing coach. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned that you're independently published. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, awesome. And um, I love that because what it does is it empowers writers. You know, like you, you can just control every part of the aspect and you can feel more confident because sometimes you can write and then you can put it out into the ether, but you might not necessarily gain that confidence of like, you know, I, I did this, I did this part. So can you tell us what was your process like? For marketing or in writing the book? For writing a book, I would love to hear specifically like, so, you know, how did you go about writing it? Did you outline it? What was your editing mm-hmm. process like? You know, who did you give sure. it to? Um, and then, and then, how did you decide for you know book cover design and where to publish? That's fun. 
this this is the the good stuff. Let's get into the dirt. <laughs> like this was the the journey of figuring out how do you self publish a book. Um, so I actually one of the events that I went to, um, best year ever blueprint. It was hosted by Hal Elrod and the best year ever or um the Miracle Morning. Yeah. I was introduced to an individual, uh, Chandler Bolt, who had self published a book called Published, and it had steps of what you can try or what you can do for the self-publishing process. So honestly, my, my blueprint, my roadmap the first time through, actually I've got it sitting right here because you can't keep things too far away from you that are important to you. Yes. So it was my roadmap. And what I did was because I was, I had started a blog, I went through all the blog posts of what is the content that I want to really pull out. That is my original content and not, you know, quotes or something from outside sources and started compiling all those notes. I was journaling every day as well of what do I want to talk about? I'm like, well, it, you know, get talking to people, you get ideas about brain dumping, you know, sitting there, step, start an alarm for 30 minutes or 20 minutes, or 10 minutes, whatever the time and just go. And then once you catch that state of flow, like all of a sudden all these different ideas come out. One of the coaching programs I had gone to or personal development um, I had a coaching session where they were like, spend like five minutes, name every chapter that you want to write into the, you know, that you want your book to be about. So what are the chapters? And I took the brain dump and then that chapter, you know, what I wanted to be about, started mixing everything together, trying to find a flow of how I wanted to tell the story and communicate that and then start filling in the pieces of, you know, what's an inspirational quote, what's a story or a framework that fits that scenario. And as I started coming up with that manuscript, um, I, the, the book uh, published suggested using like guru.com or fiverr.com to look for an editor book cover. So I hired my editor for the first book on guru.com. Um, and then my book cover, I was on fiverr.com. I hired three different individuals. So I had three different covers designed. Um, after that, I found something I was comfortable and, you know, happy with. I then went to Facebook and to my my community, my network of people. I asked them which of these three book covers stands out to you because I knew which one resonated for me. But again, I went to get feedback of what are other people drawn to. And as people were, you know, landing on you know the the where the change cover happens cover that we have now, like I knew that was the one that I wanted. So it's just a simple okay, this is the this is the cover that I want. I've got someone editing the book. How the heck do you upload this thing to Kindle? You know, how do you get on there? So then it's just spending time being uncomfortable with the very beginning process of a new platform of where the rules and terms and how do you get yourself, you know, into the system. Once I was into the system and went through that process, then it's just a matter of uploading everything, but also with the editor back and forth revising to make sure everything come, you know, reads the way that I want it to. And it's been a journey of over the last few years of actually getting the inside. One thing I, that slipped through the cracks was formatting the interior of the book so that it looks, it doesn't look like a PDF or it doesn't look completely homemade. You know, it is, you can find inexpensive, you know, you know, uh, you know, editors and, you know, designers and all these different, you know, I'm drawing a blank on the word, um, but all these different crafts and crafts people, all the different trades, you can find everybody on, on Fiverr. So, um, I just recently finally got the interior of the book formatted where I feel it's got that professional polish. Yes, this is legit. Like this isn't a DIY looking book in the interior anymore, but I was comfortable 
with it looking that way, with it not being perfect. I declared it would be published, what, November 19th, 2000, the year of COVID. So everything was lo- was locking down. It's like, I'm getting this thing done. I said I was going to do it. And so, yeah, I got everything uploaded. And then I just continually kept editing and re-uploading the interior as I, st- I kept fine-tuning details and finding sentences that maybe I had missed a comma or a period or, you know, certain punctuation, which falls through. The second book, it was a little bit smoother because my writing coach also had um, opportunity to work with her for the the, mar- or the editing and all the marketing and whatnot. So I just worked with her to find the editor and the formatter. And that was part of how I realized that I was missing the formatting is when she was like, oh, we got this and this. And I was like, oh, crap, I need that. <laughs> but that's how you learn. Yeah, so, that's how you learn. Yeah, so back and forth of the editing um, and just making sure you got the line editor, the copy editor, interior formatter. Same process with the second book of hiring three different book covers, going to Facebook, but also having a little bit larger of an audience at this point because I had weather change happens for about five or six years. Um, so just asking more people at work for feedback on the covers. I ended up with this is my test cover because um, I didn't know how, what size I wanted the book to be. So the, the, the hearts with two people swimming away from each other or swimming towards each other, I don't know which way they're going. But yeah. it's just funny that the two books also ended up having this water line right in the middle of both of them, which yeah. it just became this thing for where the change happens, the mountain range on it, that now I have a tattoo of it as well, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> just... Yeah, the mountain range for where the change happens. I just feel like that's the place where you go, where that's where the journey, where the work is done. You go into the mountains, you go into the wilderness, you come back on the other side, and yeah. now you've got two books. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, you know what? And that's funny that you have the waterline on both. And, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, 100% get a tattoo of the book cover. I'm all yeah. on board. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So any time during the editing process where you, like, you know, sometimes we get our edits and it can feel like, oh, gosh, I have to fix this or oh, all this thing. This isn't right. Did you ever encounter that kind of feeling? Absolutely. It's part of the process. It is. Yeah. It's just, you know, to, to get to that level of, yes, this is what I want, that satisfaction. You know, you have to do some polishing sometimes. And because we're so close to the work and we're so invested in it that sometimes we don't see where mistakes are made because we know how it's supposed to sound. It's in our head. We're the ones writing it, but we miss that when it's written down that the flow isn't the same as how we just naturally interpret the work. So um, it's, it's frustrating when you, when you miss, you know, you know, these sorts of things, but again, it's part of the process and you just accept that, you know, you're human doing the best you can. And, I, for me, it's like if I find those sorts of mistakes and errors in other people's books, I'm like, yes, you're human too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And that's such a great point. We're all human. Um, you know, we're learning, we're growing. And yeah, that's just such a good perspective, which is like, you're human too. Okay, great. You, know, you missed that comma. Yeah. I can relate to you. <laughs> yes, like it's it's funny to have that relatable because of the mistake you made. Mm-hmm. Then community, there you go, common interests, and now you're connecting with other authors. And why we're laughing about making mistakes and like, ah, oh, you too, guys. Definitely, I've definitely missed a few commas here and there. You know, 
<laughs> so I wanted to ask a question. You mentioned this way in the beginning, and you said that with your writing coach, you needed help writing dialogue. Can you explain what specifically was that wall with dialogue, and then how did your writing coach help you overcome it? Yeah. Um, how do you write a conversation? How do you know you're from character A to character B, back to character A, talking about character C? And, like, like how do you organize it? so that it reads clearly whether it's is it like i just didn't know how to format it and how to he said well you know i want to go outside joe said it's raining says sam it's like do you want i didn't want to have too much of that but also i wanted to know like how to make it just read like the conversation is naturally flowing and so having uh my coach's support you know for her being able to read through it as well, she's reading through the first pass and trying to imagine and feel that experience. And if she was not understanding or if she was confused, I mean, the experience that she's coming to the, to the, to this with, it's tremendous, which is why I hired her. So when she's like, ah, the conversation was flowing, but then I got stuck here. What if this, or what are you trying to say? And just trying to help me deconstruct what is, is I'm trying to communicate so that I'm eliminating unnecessary words. I'm more direct to the point. I'm finding where the quotation marks go, you know, and then I'm able to have those end of the sentence, you know, phrases or just period he sh- he said or they say or says, you know, it's just those little things. You read it and it just it's naturally like, OK, yeah, sure, I, I get it. But when it's your turn to do it, you've never done it before. I wanted to have that support there so that if I tripped over anything that I was able to stay consistent and stay on point and get this thing done. And it was it was really helpful because it was just conversation of oh, I was reading this and it, I just got stuck here and and it's just an honest conversation and it wasn't like it's wrong or anything. It's just what if we tweak this a little bit? Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, I feel like dialogue is actually really tricky for me. I'm like, you know, how do you get people to talk naturally? How do you include things that are important but they're not in the person that's just saying yeah. that? And one of the things that actually I did as a, a tool and as a process for that, because I had heard someone as well talking about writing dialogue in Hollywood, was recording voice notes and just having the conversation like you're having it in the book. So I would actually record myself talking on my iPhone and just have that back and forth. And then I would split up those conversations as I was transcribing them. And then I could figure out who's saying what. And then I could start to break it down that way. But by just mentally being in that zone and yelling in my car over voice note of, you know, whatever the conversation is, you know, it helped be centered and feel like I was in that moment in that conversation so that the emotional responses were coming out of me and that could try to capture that into the audio and then type that, transcribe that and then refine that. And that's how we've gotten such an immersive experience in the, in the dialogue of this story. That's a brilliant tip. I love that. I'm, Never thought about because I've I've heard of listening to other people. And you listen to them like at the coffee house, and you can hear the differences of dialogue. You know, people don't mm-hmm. always say what they want to say or what they're trying to say, and they cut themselves off all the time. Um, but I never thought about actually talking to myself because I, I do use um, a. Actually, I have it right here. I have my little recording device. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, but I never thought about actually the, having the conversation with myself. Though, so and recording that. That's that's a really good tip. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it was, it's interesting because at first it's kind of weird, but as you stop thinking about it and you get into the conversation, you get into the conversation and you're not thinking about 
what am I supposed to say? Like, it's just this conversation that's happening. And it's like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> it was, it was fascinating. And it's definitely, it's staying in the tool belt. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I want to pick that up as well. I want to put that into my tool belt. That's awesome. Sure thing. And I was curious, did you have a specific like process? Like, for example, some people like I'm going to show up at my desk at 9 a.m. and I'm going to write 1000 words or was it more free flowy? What was it like for you? Yeah, so I had a, a, a mixture of it because at the time when I started the second book after the divorce, well, actually went for the first and starting the second, I was a sales rep working full time. I was a sales rep. Did I just say that? Uh, so I was driving around all day. And so I had the, the phones in my car while I'm driving from one customer to the next. And I could just have the dialogue in the car while I'm driving around or any ideas and brainstorming as I'm commuting or sitting in traffic. I was able to start that process there. And then when I come home at night, then I would write, you know, six until midnight until I fall asleep. And then I just um, I just committed to every day, you know, you know, five, six hours of work or, or a week or a, a day, you know, sitting down, just committing to writing. And then if I just wasn't in the mood or if it just wasn't there, it just wasn't there. And my writing coach in the second book was fantastic that if I didn't get the chapter completed when I thought I would have it done or if I needed more time, she's like, it's not a rush. Take your time. You don't have to rush. Do what you need to do for your process. And so not rushing myself if I didn't feel like I had things the way that I wanted them to be completed, you know, but I just gave myself the time. I created the urgency so that I was active. But if I needed more time, it's like you have the space. Step back. What do you need to do? But it was every day, every day. Awesome. Amazing. So um, this conversation actually has gone by very quickly. We're pretty much near the end. <laughs> um, but so I want to definitely leave you space to ask or to, to share where people can find you. But before we get into that, um, do you have any final tips or things that we haven't touched on that you would like to share before we go into the next section? Um, uh, anything outside? No, I, I feel like the brain dumping, you know, suggestion was good. The, the you know, the, the voice notes, the different resources, where to look to find the writing coach. I think those are fantastic places to begin because it is a process and there's no sense in trying to bite the entire thing off at once, but the little bits at a time as they add up, all of a sudden the story will come together and you'll be a lot further than you, you thought a lot sooner than you were giving your, than you thought was possible. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. Thank you so much, Jeremy. So where can everyone find you and find your books? Yes. So, um, you can find more about me and where the change happens at where the change happens.com. Um, the website is currently being updated, but, um, it is still active. So you can find all of the blogs all the way back to, I think 2017 podcasts I've been on and whatnot. Um, the books are available currently on Amazon where the divorce, divorce, where the change happens. Um, uh, still doing well in the divorce category. Um, and also after the divorce, looking back to leaning in, it's only been available for a year and still gaining its following. But again, as people are finding out that the story is there, it's like, holy crap, what? This is here? So please visit Amazon.com. Currently, I'm working on um, collaborating with other distributors to get the book available in more locations. But that's where we currently are. Um, you can also find more about where the change happens at on YouTube. I have a YouTube page for where the change happens coaching on Instagram at where the change happens coaching and on LinkedIn, you can find me Jeremy Stiegel 
I am available and I love to connect with people. I love people. I am a life coach and a writer and speaker. So if I can support you in any way, if it's just a conversation. If you have just a question, um, you can find me on any of those platforms or you can email connect at where the change happens.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Jeremy Stiegel, author of Where the Change Happens and After the Divorce. From the How to Write a Book podcast, we're super happy that you gave us some time to talk about your books, your work, your writing process, and about you. And we're very excited to see your next published book. We'll bring you back around. Wonderful. Thank you, Masiel, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.